Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and this week I'm joined by Christine, owner of the Wild Way Coffee. This coffee camper can be found all over Kansas City, popping up at various locations or in the warehouse during winter months. The Wild Way uses compostable products like cups, straws, lids, and more. Here's Christine to talk about the wild journey she has been on with the Wild Way Coffee. Casey's Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Yay. I first came across your coffee shop, I think it was back in 2019, uh, by word of mouth of a friend of mine who at the time was actually in med school. And she found your spot in the crossroads and really found it to be the perfect place for her to study and do homework. And I went with her once and just really enjoyed the coffee. I loved the overall vibe and have been following along ever since and seeing where you've been popping around town with your camper. I I really love it. So I would love to hear from you just how you decided to get into the coffee industry to begin with. First, I'd like to say thanks for... um being a loyal customer for all these years I've seen you like at the farmer's market maybe Brookside a few times so um it always means a lot whenever I see customers follow us to all of our different adventures um and uh, I know we're not always easy to track down so thanks for tracking us down and uh, making a point to come so that means a lot to me so thank you I got started in my coffee journey. I mean, gosh, we could go all the way back to like college, you know, like when I was studying and needing places to go and find, you know, peace, quiet community, because you always do that. Um, You always want to study with people in college. And I just like loved the atmosphere so much. I was in Austin at the time. And there's something so unique and special about it that I felt like was kind of unmatched and at least the culture that I was in at the time. And, and so part of me always kind of like started dreaming about what would it be to have my own coffee shop one day. So this started all the way back in would have been like 2010. The idea kind of just blossomed from there. I was studying business at the University of Texas. And so any chance I got to like write a potential business plan for a coffee shop or um, you know, make one of my group projects be around some kind of, you know, coffee shop related research project or whatever, I would totally, totally make everybody just <laughs> do whatever I wanted <laughs> when it came to uh, the opportunity to learn more about how, uh, what it took to run a coffee shop. So stemmed back from there. And then I think a lot of the Austin culture also influenced why, I mean, it a hundred percent influenced why I ended up in a trailer. I don't think I would have ended up in a coffee uh, trailer, coffee camper, food truck situation, if it wasn't for my time in Austin and getting to watch how some of the best food, the best drinks and the best service in Austin could be found in these tiny uh, trailers. It was just such a fun juxtaposition to me that some of the best chefs in Austin started in t- tiny little trailers and then developed a following and created their magic. And then from there, you know, if they wanted to start a brick and mortar, they did. And if they didn't, they didn't. And I just loved that concept. And I thought it was a really sustainable way of approaching business, which is one of the things I kind of studied in college. So 
that's how I ended up in a trailer with coffee. And um, I'm from Kansas City. Originally, I'm from Leavenworth, really. Um, grew up there. And so I wanted to come back and start this adventure closer to home. And so that's how I ended up in Kansas City. On your website, it says, I want our coffee shop name to represent John and myself, represent this crazy adventure of starting a business, represent the way we want to live. And I know listeners can't see the video, but even behind you, it says, stay wild, Kansas City. What was what went into the thought process of coming to the name Wild Way Coffee? Yeah, I honestly, you know, I thought about, I have a whole spreadsheet still of like, of potential names. And I thought about it for the longest time. I could tell from a very early point in the company that it was going to be really hard and that like owning a business was going to be a little wild and that we were doing things a little unconventionally, i.e. in a tra- in a trailer or a camper. Um, and I just, I also like was really going to be focusing on things that I wanted to focus on, which you don't necessarily see a lot of coffee shops doing the same having the same focusing, like I really wanted to source my ingredients really well. Wanted to make sure that I was using non-homogenized milk from local dairy farms. I wanted to make sure I was making my own syrups and creating my own, um, you know, specialty menu. And uh, I wanted to make sure I was working with like really high quality roasters who were really paying attention to what was going on at the farm level. And I wanted to find women owned roasteries and like support them. And because I always know that women owned roasteries also are looking for women owned farms to support, which are which is just a cool kind of process to be part of. So now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, the Wild Way was the perfect name to represent us because it is wild to find us in the wild, as you know. Um, it's wild to track us down. It's like my menu is always changing. That's kind of wild, you know, like you just never know what you're going to get, honestly. And so but I just don't even know if I had enough foresight to like actually know that going into it. I just, I think it was kind of a coincidence that, I must have seen enough to know that Wild was a good place to start with the name. And I'm really glad I went with it because it really does sum up both me and John and the way we came into entrepreneurship and how we want to live our entrepreneurial journey. Um, And also, I think the way that the Wild Way just runs is pretty wild. So I think it kind of turned out perfect. A large component of your business is having compostable cups. Why is sustainability so important to you in your life in general and in your business? Oh, yeah. I mean, like at the heart of it, it's just like this is the one place we have. Like our home is we've got one of it. You know, we've got one earth. Like why would we not treat it well? I I think that that's kind of the biggest thing I don't know that's I mean that's as simple as it gets like I was originally doing plastic cups to go and and the first year we did the farmer's market you know I was watching 200 cups leave my camper 300 cups leave my camper every day and just thinking about oh my god those 300 cups are never gonna they're never gonna decompose they're always gonna be as long as I'm here and as long as my kids are here in the world like they're gonna be there and then even if they do start like breaking down in some ways, they're going to start leaching these like toxic, like I couldn't handle the idea of it. And so that's when I was, I really had to find the solution for composting. There's a lot of alternatives to um, plastic these days, which is amazing. Like the glass recycling programs that coffee shops are doing now. And if we didn't have a mobile setting, that would be a hundred percent. What I would do is the glass recycling. It's just really hard to bring like, 
300 glass bottles, you know, to the farmer's market or to whatever event we're doing. And especially with the one-off events for corporations and weddings and such, it would be, it would be pretty hard to implement that. But the compostable was um, a great solution for us and our business. And uh, it's been really fun to work with Compost Collective KC and um, KC Can, uh, both two local composting facilities here who helped us kind of create the program and, and really make sure we were doing it well. So it was fun to collaborate with them too. And I appreciate that you offer so much information on your website as well as to which products are compostable and how to go about it. And you mentioned some of the local brands that do compost and just information on that. Cause I think people are always wanting more information, especially people who are Mm. wanting to live more of a sustainable lifestyle. And sometimes it can be hard to find that information surprisingly. So I think it's really great that you are offering it and putting it out there. Mm. And even for customers who might not know that that's what your products are, at least, you know, from the business standpoint, okay, I know that cup is going to break down at some point and go back into the earth. Uh, For your customers who do know, it's another component as to, I think, why so many people love what you and John have done and just the Mm -hmm. overall business model you've put together. And obviously the product you're offering is great. And as you mentioned, the menu is always changing, which I think is so fun. And one of my favorite drinks you've done in the past seasonally is the uh, strawberry milk latte. And so that added component of local and as you said, just sort of the ethically sourced businesses that you're doing, that you're doing business with. You've layered so many different components to create what you have, which I think is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's that, that part for me is really fun. And we actually use, we use Hildebrand Dairy Farms as our, as our main dairy provider and they have a strawberry milk. Um, So that's the, the milk that we use for that. And it's so yummy. It's dangerously yummy. Um, and who knew that, like, I'm so glad I tried it, that strawberry milk would taste good with a shot of espresso in it, but man, it really does. <laughs> as a business owner, and I, you know, having gone through COVID, uh, your business started before COVID and having survived mm-hmm. that period of time, what are some of the struggles of owning a business? Gosh, yeah. And it's been, I guess we opened in Camper, we opened in 2018. So it's been almost five years, uh, coming up on five years. So it seems like it's so long ago in my mind, but it was all hard. <laughs> Everything about starting a business is hard. Um, everything about running a business is hard. That doesn't go away. I think the part that was very challenging in COVID was obviously just how absolutely unprecedented everything was. There was no rule book. There was no game plan. There was no, I, I mean, the only thing you could do, and there wasn't even really anyone to look to because no, everybody was doing something different depending on what their business had to be doing. And so there wasn't even like a way of like, like getting inspiration from like other how other people have been through the process. So I think that that was really a hard, just like having no rule book. And then obviously the stress that came with, I, I, you know, taking care of my staff and taking care of my customers and making sure I didn't spread it. I took that job very seriously. And so that was a big, that was, that was a big weight to wear on top of how do we stay in business? How do we not have to fire our staff? How do we not have to you know, all of these different things. And I'm so proud that we didn't have to let anyone go. We made it through all of 2020 and 2021 without a single COVID 
exposure in my team. So I'm like really proud of the way that we did navigate those waters, but it was so hard. And so, yeah, so eye-opening. I can't even imagine being a business owner during that time because there were so many worries in everyone's personal life on top of work and business life. Mm -hmm. And so I, yeah, I can't even imagine having gone through that. But in terms of personal life, towards the end of 2022, you posted on Instagram that, you know, your caption said you didn't care about the algorithm. You still cared about your business, but you weren't thinking about the algorithm. Can you explain that a little more and what it meant for you to take a break from social media? Yeah, I'm even still a a little bit on that, on that break, just from the standpoint of it's not a priority for me anymore, which I I do think is is a privilege because there's a point where you have no choice but to use social media to build a business. And when you get to kind of step away from that as a crutch, um, I definitely take that as a, as like a privilege that I don't have to be on it so much and have to use it so much to gain any, you know, to gain the traction that I used to need. But I do think that I have become like, uh, social media just has so many wonderful things about it. And then I also think it has so many really dangerous parts about it that um, as somebody who like had to build her business through the power of social networking, I definitely got exposed to both of those things. One of the ways that I wanted to just take my own life back in a sense, uh, that sounds dramatic, but like, just like to be able to like step away from the business when I need to to step away or not be on 24 hours expected to be responding to everybody or everything all the time. I think the easiest thing to like take back was just how much I cared and put forth on the platform on Instagram specifically. And it just gave me like a lot of relief. (laughs) A lot of a lot of weight was lifted when I stopped caring about how many followers I had or I stopped caring about how often I was posting and I mean, for sure still is a part of the business and something I have to do, but um, to the extent of which I care about it, I guess that has definitely changed for the better for me. So yeah, highly encourage if anyone is getting overwhelmed by the app to just do less with it. (laughs) Well, and it's great you were able to recognize going through a time where you felt like it was the best thing for your mental health to take a break because as you said there are so many businesses that rely on social media to grow their business to continue to spread the word and get more customers in hopes that customers stay loyal and continue to come back and as someone who is on social media a lot myself it is such a slippery slope Mm. and there are times where it's so fun like I'll find a new business on Instagram and I'm like oh my gosh this is awesome and I get really excited and I send it to people and then there's times where you can't help but compare yourself to other people Mm -hmm. and staring at numbers and Mm-hmm. it's just really hard the lines become really blurred and it's hard to separate them and so it's mm-hmm. great that you were able to recognize when you needed a break because there really is so much more to social media I know for my own mental health this year I've set a goal of anytime I'm on vacation or like with my family I was recently in California visiting my brother and I just like totally stayed off my phone I was focused on being with my family and it was great and I think setting those boundaries it can be hard it can be a really you can be led into some really dark places unfortunately and I'm Mm -hmm. that's just the hard part with social media so 
Absolutely. And the research that's coming out right now about it is, you know, it's really hard to really hard to see in the generations that are have grown up with this as they're, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm, I grew up in the Zanga. I don't know if anyone remembers Zanga, but that's, that's what I grew up with at the, you know, in, in the teen and the young teens. Like I got Facebook only when I went to college. My space was after that, of course. Yeah, it, it it's going to be an interesting, um, it's going to be interesting to see how Instagram and TikTok and all that affects um, future generations. And I hope we really do a good job at uh, leaning into taking care of ourselves from it. Speaking of taking care of yourself, when you are able to put work aside and focus on yourself, what does life look like for you in Kansas City? Mm, that's a good question. I really love whenever I get to go to my dance fit flow classes. I'm really not a dancer, but I like to try new things. I like to try awkward things and be reminded that it's okay to suck at something. Because as a struggling perfectionist, as a recovering perfectionist, I should say, I uh, I think I need to be humbled in remembering that like it's okay to be awkward and um, bad at something. I love my dance fit flow classes. I also go to the their yoga and they have Pilates and like hip workouts, and those are so fun for me. And it also really helps combat burnout. Um, just being able to like break a sweat, move your body, move all the stuff that's on your shoulders off of your shoulders at the end of the day through movement. It's been really healthy for me. And I mean, I love a good, I love when I get to go sit local business or go support a local business in town um, on my days off. That's really fun for me. I love exploring Kansas City with um, John. And that's one of the things that I like to do in my free time too. What are some of your go-to places? There's so many. Um, I love a duet. If you need like a really amazing treat yourself moment or treat, like buy a gift for a friend the best gift shop I just absolutely adore duet they're only like two blocks from the warehouse so they're so nice and also they're dear friends of mine and I adore them um they're the sweetest business owners and they've like literally helped me just like with the with how much weight business owners have to carry it's really nice to know and trust other people who are going through the same thing in different ways so Anyways, duets, always a fun one for me. I love Westside Local because hello, that kale salad, like can't stop, won't stop. Uh, Billy's Grocery is amazing, of course. I really look up to Robin and all that she's built in Kansas City. Another great little shop. Um, I don't know how to say it. If it's Verdant, Verdant, is yeah. that how you say it? Okay. I think so. Love, love that place. Their candles. I didn't really like candles until I got a candle from them. I've been lighting a candle every night. It's been really nice. But there's like, there's literally so many. It's Kansas City so full of great places. Ugh, wine, going to the pairing and having a glass of wine at their bar and a charcuterie board. Chef's kiss. I love it. So I just went recently. Have you been to Sail Away in North Kansas no. City? I guess the best way to describe it is it's wine on draft. So you yes. get like this little membership card and you can do, there's three different ounces you can choose for each wine. And there's so many different kinds of wines. They offer a description of each wine on there to help you choose if you, you like red, like white, they rosé. I mean, they just have a whole bunch of blends and really good wine and you 
it looks like you're about to pour a pint of beer, but you like pull the lever down and, and you have wine that comes out of this little spout. It was a really, really fun. And the wine was delicious. Let me say the oh, wine wow. was fun. really amazing. And we just recently went and have not stopped raving about it. We had a friend who recommended it to us. So we were in the Northland for a little date night and it was so fun. So you definitely, if you like wine, you need to look up Sail Away because it was Okay, sail away. Oh, love that. Thank you for the tip. That's wonderful. You said you are from the Kansas City area. You spent some time in Austin. If there was anything that you could change about Kansas City, what would that be? Yeah, I think the the thing that I miss about Austin is the walkability aspect of it and how many more people are outside doing things and exploring new neighborhoods and walking from neighborhood to neighborhood and getting to enjoy all the local businesses along the way. I think that that's the walkability aspect of Kansas City is pretty hard. You know, even uh, we had friends come in from Denver this weekend and we were showing them around to all of our favorite places and we were walking to the warehouse. We had parked along the along Charlotte and we were walking to the warehouse to get a coffee. And um, I guess the warehouse is, I get to anyone who's like, what is the warehouse? Uh, it's the place where I store my camper and I turn it into a cafe in the wintertime. So it's one of, one of my pop-up solutions for the cold winter months. Uh, so we usually uh, do pop-ups in the warehouse December through March ish, um, depending on the weather. So right now we're really vibing out in the warehouse, even though the weather's actually been pretty nice. I've just been really enjoying having warehouse days. So we're open Friday through Sunday right now. So anyways, we were walking to the warehouse and it was quiet, you know, on the street, like nobody, like nobody was walking around. Like, you know, we'd driven all over the crossroads going from this, this thing to the other thing, to the other thing. And they looked at me and they're like, is it always this quiet here? Like, is the foot traffic always this low? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is one thing where I think that there's room for improvement on. So, um, and I think that is not, I think that's a city planning situation, you know, um, which I know they're working on and trying to get obviously the streetcar and bus routes and all that contributes to how easily it is to get to areas of town that are more walkable. So yeah, that's probably the one thing. Kansas City is a city where I feel like if you are able to have a car, you kind of need a car because Mm -hmm. there's just, there's not as much access to public transit as there are in other Mm -hmm. cities. And Mm -hmm. so it'd be nice if there were more people out and about. And I know not everyone loves a hectic city, but just the idea of like people really going and exploring. I know it's something I love to do. It's actually really love. There's no way to say this without sounding kind of creepy, but I really (laughs) love going to a part of town or a place I haven't been before, whether that's I'm checking out a new coffee spot or a new restaurant, new cafe, whatever it is, and parking my car and then just walking the Mm. neighborhood or that it's in if it's a place that's unfamiliar or somewhere that I don't go very often just to mm-hmm. get a better gauge of what's over here is there a business that I haven't mm-hmm. been to let me pop in and out and for sure and there are so many little like hidden neighborhoods in Kansas City like we live in Pendleton Heights and I didn't know Pendleton Heights existed until 2019 and then I bought a house in it that year because I was like I am obsessed with this neighborhood why did I not know this little tiny and it's right outside of downtown, like literally just eight minutes from the crossroads. I just, and it's like this little Mecca of life and community. And we have great coffee shops and, you know, like sweet neighborhood gardens and 
beautiful biking trails and it's just I am like how did I live here for so long and not know about Pendleton Heights you know so yeah there are these little gems that you can find um, and going to explore new small businesses is a great way of finding them I think that's great Wildway does weddings and corporate events and private events. So could you share a little more information on that setup? And if any listeners are interested in contacting you, where they would be able to find information for that? Yeah, for sure. So yes, we have several different catering options for indoor and outdoor coffee catering um, services. And uh, my website is probably the, the best place if anyone's interested to find out more information. It's the best place to look, um, thewildwaycoffee.com felt normal. I, I think everyone always thinks that there's like an extra D or an E or whatever. It's just the wild way coffee.com. Um, we're not that wild. We're not putting E's where they shouldn't be. But yeah, so that's the easiest place to find out more information. Um, and then we do public events as well. So and that is all on my website too. I update our schedule on the how to find us page. Um, right now, like I said, it's the winter, we're rocking it out in the warehouse. But in the summer months, we hit up farmer's markets or um, Brookside Park, and we do all kinds of different um, adventures. And so, yeah, we'd love to see you around town at some point and have you uh, experience the wild way. Are there any upcoming seasonal drinks that you would want listeners to keep an eye out for? Yes, the rosemary in March, which is, I, I don't know why this, I didn't, sometimes I put drinks together and I'm like, oh yeah, this is a good one. And then People are obsessed and I'm like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Okay, cool. Good to know. People like rosemary. So anyways, the rosemary in March is, a, I think I've renamed it because it's, I don't just have it in March. So I keep it through May, but it's the rosemary vanilla latte and it is, it is so yummy. I, I absolutely adore it. It's a vanilla from Sava Trading Company. They're delicious vanilla beans. I, we source it from them. Um, and we put fresh vanilla beans and fresh rosemary into a syrup. And it makes just the most, not, not quite savory, but like a hint of savor with the sweetness and the vanilla. And it really works together. In May, when the strawberries start popping, um, we will have our strawberry milk latte back, as as you know. Um, so we garnish the strawberry milk latte with a local strawberry. And sometimes I even like source some fun like basil or different herbs to go in it as well. And yeah, so those are kind of the two that I get really excited for around this time of the year. I need to try this rosemary vanilla latte. I've seen on the menu before and I don't know. I think I associate rosemary with potatoes because I really yes. like rosemary on my potatoes. So sometimes you're not the I, only one. I will say when I see it on, on a coffee menu, I recognize, I think it's probably going to be really good, but I'm worried that I'm going to be thinking about potatoes. When potatoes? I try the <laughs> drink. So I always end up staying away from it, but Maybe this is the year that I that I finally try it because I it does sound so good. And I love rosemary. I love the smell of rosemary. Fresh rosemary is just like it's one of those. It's just an herb that I feel like is so is uh, is honestly underrated. Mm, but I, I just associate it with vegetables. So it's kind of hard to think about drinking a drink with rosemary. You in are it for, for me, sure not the only one I've heard that from. And and yet I have a dear customer, Sierra, who said the exact same thing. They were like, can I get the rosemary vanilla? And am I going to think about chicken while I'm drinking it? 
<laughs> and I was like, you may think about chicken, but you will also like it. And sure enough, they did like it. Oh, we also have, see, okay. The way that you're talking about the rosemary is the way I feel about lavender. I'm like lavender. I think of bath time. I think of bath salts. I think of perfume. So for the longest time, I didn't do anything with lavender, even though it was a pretty highly requested like menu, you know, menu item. And I finally caved and was like, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make sure that I like it. If I like it, then I'll be able to sell it. I, I'm, I don't lie to people. So if they're like, what do you think about this? I'd be like, it's, it's crap. Like, don't, you know? So I only put stuff on my menu that I would drink and um, want to drink. And so it did. I tinkered with fresh lavender and honey. And then I also put Earl Grey in it as well and that like kind of I don't know depth of flavor from the Earl Grey really really works with it and I garnish it with an edible flower it's called the Blooming Botanical it's it's probably one of my favorite drinks as well I mean they're all my favorite because they're like children to me so I probably couldn't um probably couldn't decide but yes so that's another fun one coming out for any listeners who aren't following on social media to keep up with Camper and the Warehouse schedule, where can people follow along? Absolutely. So we are on the Insta, even though, you know, we just had a full conversation about Instagram being the worst, um, <laughs> um, but we are on it. So it's at the Wildway Coffee. We're also on Facebook. It's the same thing at the Wildway Coffee. And if, if you're like, you know what, let's not do the Instagram thing, then find us at our website, thewildwaycoffee.com. And all the information you need is on there as well. As you know, and I've been a recurring customer, but I, um, especially at the farmer's market and at Brookside Park, every drink of yours that I've tried, I haven't been to the warehouse in a while. I definitely need to come back, but even there, it's just really cozy. It's a great place to pop in. If you're just grabbing a cup of coffee to go, or you want to sit, I just love that you offer both. I love the idea of the camper. And I just keep looking at the sign behind you that says stay wild (laughs) Kansas city. I think it's such a great message. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on your show. This has been a really special time. Thank you. You can find the Wild Way social media and website in the show notes. Be sure to follow along to see where the camper will be popping up next. If you like the show, please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari. See you next week. Ooh, hey, hey, Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential, yay, ooh, Kansas City's best, ooh, Casey Confidential, ooh, school pa pa pi da pa 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 da 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 Casey's Confidential.